everybody, and welcome to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is... I gotta read this one this week. The Corn-Fed oh. Colossus, Anthony Hall. Oh, wow. That <laughs> is a person who is from Nebraska? Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh. So, uh, f- uh, we got a special guest this week, Frank. And Frank, I did, before we introduce you, I just want to say, uh, every single week, I introduce Anthony as a new wrestler nickname and try mm-hmm. to see if he knows who it is. Do you know who the Corn Fed Colossus is? Corn Fed Colossus. <sighs> not exact. I have a hint. I, well, I have an inkling of who it might be, but not exactly. Do you remember a tag team by the name of Jesse, Jesse and Festus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> is is Festus the Corvette Colossus? Yes. Festus is the Corvette. Uh, so so uh, uh, funny enough, Festus is, uh, oh, God, Luke Gallows. The big no. LG. Yes. Actually, Doc Gallows. Yeah, Doc Gallows, right. He, he, yeah, <laughs> when he was first in WWE. He came in as this character of this, like, of course, it was early 2000s, so it's very not PC, um, even though they're trying to be PG. But, uh, yeah, he was this sort of, like, mentally challenged Southern boy. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I, I vaguely remember Festus. But, yeah, uh, he always has not- tongue sticking out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every time the bell rings, that's when he went into like wrestler mode. And yeah. then when it stopped ringing, he just went back to what Anthony's doing right now. With my except, headphones disappearing. <laughs> except he did have a body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. I have a body as well, except for when I raise my arms because the Zoom background today is just being crazy. Look at my floating head. So weird. All right. Anyways, we're kidding. So, yes, we have a special guest this week. Uh, welcome to Book It, Vince. Uh, every week we dream up fantasy book WWE or AEW or wrestling matches uh, that we want to see or that may or not may or may not ever happen uh anthony please introduce our guest for us yes i am the floating head anthony hall yes I feel bad for that's all my the audio name. listeners the, the floating head <laughs> yes uh, please check out uh the video version of our podcast if you want to see my floating head whoa uh joining us this week i'm very very excited to have him on when we first started the podcast i told him about it and i said you have to be a guest he is an actor, a filmmaker, a writer, a creator. He is also my coworker, Frankie D. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Frank, what um, what got you into wrestling? And I know it's probably uh, a longer answer, but you know, just to let everybody know why you enjoy wrestling. Well, I've been watching it ever since I could remember. And uh, I was always one of those kids who I enjoyed watching the heels more. Uh, so I was never like, yeah, Hulk Hogan was there, but I was more into like Honky Tonk Man and, and The Undertaker when he debuted. But uh, yeah, I've always been watching it for whatever reason. I don't remember because I was like a baby or like one, <laughs> two years old. Uh, then eventually I wanted to become a wrestler, but at the time... In high school, they were looking at guys who were like six feet, seven feet tall. And I knew I wasn't going to grow that big. So I kind of ventured off into the acting realm, but still watch wrestling till this day. Mm-hmm. No, bad guys are heels are always so much more interesting when they're done really well. Yes. Um, so yes. like my my I've talked about before on the podcast, but my, my favorite wrestler of all time is Edge. And he was always right. just so damn good at just being a bad guy and i loved I, I always cheered him on more than everybody else that he faced especially when they came to toronto and the entire <laughs> building in the, in the entire Scotiabank uh, arena at the time the air canada center uh right. booed john cena out of the building and uh cheered edge the entire match and i'm sure that they're like that's go- that's so great they're probably they're deserves. probably like you know he's supposed to be the bad guy you're supposed to boo him and everybody was like no we want 
edge to kick Cena's right. ass. That's that's yeah. where that's how uh, Jerry Lawler said Canada was backwards land because we would cheer the heels and boo the yep, faces. Right. It goes back to when they did the whole Heart Foundation versus the USA. It was interesting because, like you said, Martin, uh, USA was only the team USA was only cheered in the states, but the Heart Foundation was cheered everywhere else. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. We're going to cheer people that are from here because they're the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Makes right. Michael Cole be like, "It's Canada, Bizarro World." Oh my god. <laughs> All right, but we got a fun episode because, as always, whenever we have a guest on, we let them come and bring their dream matches that they want to see. So, Frank, tell us, just just give it to us straightforward, who versus who? What is this dream match? So this dream match is Charlotte Flair. Uh-huh. See? As indicated on your Whoa. shirt. Nice. Yeah. Versus <laughs> Old McConnell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need a second to look this up. What in the world? Oh my god! Please go into oh, detail. Wow. Why? Why? Well, Bonacano. So during the time Bonacano wrestled in the WWF at the time, it was like in the mid nineties, right? Yeah, and she was facing Alondra Blades, and those two would tear the house down. But because women's wrestling wasn't so popular back then, they didn't get the credit they deserved versus when they would wrestle in japan let's say right yeah and those two can go right so it'd be interesting to see bull nakano versus charlotte flair i remember very vaguely seeing bull nakano matches um but i mean she just always had such an iconic look too yeah which is awesome and also such an i'm sure such an inspiration to a lot of um today's wrestlers as well that'd be Mm -hmm. such an interesting okay so then is there anything that like you you, i mean you hinted at beforehand you you have a notebook filled with i have i i I have a notebook full of uh a six month so so then i I can't wait so then this with i guess like where you imagine it's starting because obviously well, I guess my first question is, is this something that happens in like current era or is it past current? So it'd be 2018. OK, OK. 2018. So current era. And, and is is Bolacano, uh her current iteration of herself no, retired no, wrestler? <laughs> no, because uh, I, I don't professional she, golfer. Yeah, because she golfs now. I think at least she still golfs. The last time I saw she was uh, a manager, not a manager, but she was in the corner of. Oh, I forget this independent wrestler's name, but it was like something Wolf. And then on the other side was Shotzi Blackheart, who had Medusa in her corner. Oh, but that's awesome. Twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah, twenty eighteen. Uh, Charlotte Flair, and then Bull Nakano from I would say ninety four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, okay, so how then is this a that? Uh, Bonacano went away, come came comes back, or is it uh, just that she's been there the entire time? How is, so how me, is the inciting let incident? In, let me get into the whole feud. Let's kick sure. it off. Oh. Let's see. Let's see if let's it's go. as exciting as I think it is. As I was writing it to you guys. All right. <laughs> so April eighth, twenty eighteen, New Orleans hosted WrestleMania thirty four at the Mercedes Benz Superdome. Yes. The 2018 Women's Royal Rumble winner Asuka challenged Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. At about 13 minutes, Asuka tapped out to the finger eight. Not only does she not get the title, but her 914-day winning streak has ended. Oh, don't I remind remember. me. I, I can't remember. believe this. Don't. I can't believe just immediately, Frank, just, uh, just unearths this dark memory that I wanted to... Just I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad. Okay, good. It's building up. Oh my god! <laughs> After a hard fought battle. Well, sorry. What was that, Martin? I was gonna say I. I remember watching. I remember watching that specific moment and like, <sighs> yeah, it's, 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 it's funny looking at Oscar now, and like right now she's probably not being booked the greatest um <laughs> where where we are at right now in current time but like 
it's interesting you look back at her coming up to the main roster and as an overview, you're kind of like, oh, it's not really the greatest like time. But then you think about it. She won the Royal. She won the first ever Royal Rumble. She's held mm-hmm. both the SmackDown title, the women's title, the tag team titles. Um, she was in the first ever Raw Elimination Chamber uh, or Women's Elimination Chamber. Like there's it's so it's so funny how you it, she has all these accomplishments, but it's just like. I think it's because we still want her to be booked as like the Oscar from NXT. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah. So I, I do remember that moment and it wasn't really the greatest, but at the same time, it's like, I think that Charlotte was at the point of being like one of the only people to be able to do that. But right. Cause I guess if you would have like, um, let her keep the streak going, like who would it, have been exactly to you know yeah. beat nxt asuka like this like undefeatable uh enigma that just like absolutely destroys every single person no matter who it is and like all the matches were so great too in in, in nxt like nxt uh like asuka versus nikki cross was crazy oh, anyway first ever last woman standing Whoa. first ever last yeah. woman standing and they won't acknowledge that it was, it was great it was a it was a <laughs> crazy it, match but but to compare it to anything it's like the undertaker streak the WrestleMania streak. If you ask in the last ride documentary, Taker says that um, he doesn't think that Brock should have been the person to beat it. Um, but I honestly have to disagree with him because who else could like, that's the thing it, it brought, it made Brock bigger, badder and more serious. And also like, it was a good number 20 and O like, you know, right. it, it, it just it just worked. It was such a powerful moment. And it kind of just it, like retroactively looking back on it, I think it was a good choice. But yeah, there Charlotte, was- Charlotte ending the Oscar streak. Tough to say. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so so my only so. break with the match, though, at WrestleMania was it didn't last longer. I thought right. they should have gone on for like a, a couple mm-hmm. more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it ended that short, it's just like, ah. Oh. Uh, but I sneakily snuck in a recommendation match, which is not my recommendation, but that match people should watch still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after a hard fought battle and a tear in her eye, Charlotte raises her championship for another night. So that ends WrestleMania there. Right. Woo! I don't remember. So then after that, what was the. I'm trying to remember what the actual storyline after. That so, was so because I, I did a lot of research. So the actual storyline after that was Charlotte shows up on SmackDown and uh, Peyton Rice and Billy Kay come out and they like beat her, beat her up. And that was Carmella the day. That was the her. debut of the Iconics. OK, I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> and then Carmella cashed in her money in the bank and then defeated Charlotte that same t- night. Oh, wait, right. I forgot Carmella became women's champion the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember wait, that, that was, now. That was that night? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> the last, like, the last, like, three years of wrestling for me have just, like, are all, like, just bleeding together all at once. And it's like. No, yeah. And now, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's crazy. Okay. I remember okay. that. I remember that. I, yeah. I, she, I, she cashed in. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my God. That's gosh. crazy. That's so funny. The best funny. part was, was it was on my birthday, so it worked out great that night. Nice. But, uh, yeah. But in my storyline, on the April 13th Friday Night Smackdown, Ric Flair has an appreciation segment for Charlotte. He talks mm-hmm. about the number of times Charlotte has been champion, how she's a winner, then looks directly into camera. Ric Flair looks directly into camera and says, ladies, to be the best, you have to beat the best. Okay. As he points at Charlotte, he continues to say the Flares have been uh, running and winning and are the best wrestlers in all of wrestling. Suddenly, we hear some music playing. And oh. out comes, Tats- I'm going to correct me if I pronounce this wrong, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami. He gets on the mic and says, everyone's talking about Charlotte, but what about Asuka? Undefeated streak for 914 days, first uh, women's Royal Rumble winner, and then Martin even you you even said a whole bunch of other accomplishments, right? Yeah. Uh, well, at then, the time, I, at the time, I don't think at the time she hadn't gotten there. 
She hasn't gotten all of it, yeah. but like building Asuka up. And then he talks about the rivalry between himself and Ric Flair back in the 80s when they wrestled oh. for All Japan Wrestling. Uh, and then he's, and then. Uh, oh, this would be, yeah, no, this would be a perfect pairing because I'm, I, I, I recognize the name of Tatsumi Fujinami oh. and. I remember like, oh yeah, he in the eighties, he was like the big guy that came in and he's exactly like a great opposite to Flair. Like yeah. him him opposite Flair and then having uh what I imagine is then gonna be like a Flair, Tatsumi, Charlotte, uh, and Bull. That'd be such a great like duo. I also recently watched the nineteen ninety-two Royal Rumble. Um, because uh, that is the year that I was born and I had not seen that Rumble before and I, I didn't know who won and I didn't like recognize the relevance of it until like maybe halfway through and I was like oh shit this is the one where Ric Flair comes in at like number three and wins and it's like it was such a crazy Rumble and Ric Flair just being That's a, the... a chicken shit in that entire <laughs> Royal Rumble yeah it's funny and the way he they... sells when he but he's no. tired. He just like does like the he'll take like three steps and then like do like the Luigi fall. Like oh no oh that's cla- <laughs> that's classic flair. I it's a, it's a thing where it's a thing where I, I I know that like Charlotte is like built up as this like you know uh, like she's the queen so she would never do anything to kind of you know be silly or or kind of uh, break the mold that she has made for herself of. Uh, being like a hard competitor, but man, like I love when she busts out the walk. I love when she yeah. woos. I love when she does the dirtiest player in the game stuff. But I kind of wish that she would take a she'd take a bump and then just straight up do the walk and just flat fall down yeah, like her. Dad. That would be great. That that would really that really do it for me as a as a fan. Just like to it's see so that. So silly, but the, yeah, the 1992 Rumble is the tear the famous tear in my eye speech, which is funny yeah. because when they play it back, like at like. Uh, big moments or something it feels so much more impactful and you're like oh yeah rick flair one of the greatest wrestlers of all time but then you watch it in that context and it's like you you basically cheated to win this and now you're giving the speech as if like you fought for years for this yeah <laughs> it's really funny he, in context yeah and it's like he, he really like shouldn't have won you know like no but it's great he still, almost still gets eliminated awesome. so many times Commentary on it was excellent oh yeah, yeah. Oh man! All okay. right. Okay. So, okay. We, so we, got, we got going on here. Okay. So we we're got still Fujiyama on, uh, coming out April thirteenth. Yeah, or, he comes yeah, out. He Fujinami. says the players are not the best wrestlers. Uh, Japanese wrestlers are the best wrestlers. Uh, and then he makes mention again that the Royal Rumble winners were Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka of that year. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then at the end, he says, "I'll prove it to you," and that's where SmackDown ends. So then it Frank comes. Has, Frank has booked like uh like literally six months like of every episode <laughs> from okay. well, start to finish. <laughs> Anthony, that's okay. We just we we get to sit back and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> setting it all up. This is setting no, it all great. up. So then April 24th, SmackDown, Carmilla is declaring that she is cashing in her money in the bank uh contract, and there's an official signing, which uh in real storyline life. Uh, this actually happened, but it was reversed where Charlotte wanted her title back. So they did the contract signing there, but this yeah. time Charlotte's still champion and Carmela's the one doing the signing. So Charlotte signs Ric Flair woos. Cause he's in the ring. Uh, Carmela signs. Then Renee young announces on May 6th at backlash, Charlotte Flair will defend the SmackDown women's title against Carmela with a special guest referee. Uh, this sends Ric Flair and Charlotte like, what, what do you mean special guys? We never sign up for that. This would definitely uh, still be this would definitely still be at the time where like they had GMs. So I forget if I forget if uh, I think that I think Daniel Bryan was still the general manager of Smackdown. Was he? I think or, so. Or wait, yeah. or wait, maybe not. Maybe uh, 19 or sorry, 19. What am I saying? 20. <laughs> 20. That was. Uh, 17 or 2018 2018 i think so that sounds right to me but like who else would have been manager at that time page no 
It's either it it's. Been... Oh wait, that's the mania that Brian returned. That's the ah. mania that Brian returned. Oh. So he was just yeah. I think he was either ending being general manager and then Paige was introduced. So there's a general manager at that point who could introduce it as um, that there will be a special guest referee. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? Ah, okay. So uh, after Ric Flair and Charlotte make this whole like shock, what's going on? We didn't agree to the stipulation. Carmella in true heel fashion yells, you should have read the fine print. Rick and Charlotte then ask Renee, who is the special guest referee? But before she could answer, Tatsumi comes out again and says the special referee is, and then he points to the entranceway. And then uh, her All Japan Wrestling Boss of the World theme plays and out walks Bull Nakano. Nice. And that's where SmackDown ends. Does she have like the super tall hair still? Nice. Yes. The, super tall the hair. Top. The, yeah. The lightning makeup on her face. To Probably. see that in current context would be crazy. To see a wrestler yeah. walk out like that, that's like unintroduced to the WWE mainstream. Like, like what? What is this? Yeah. But it would be excellent. It would be so. It cool. definitely would be a thing where they would. Let's see. 2018 commentary. I mean, it's still uh, at that time. At that time, I'm trying to remember. It's Corey Graves. Who cares? Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Graves and Michael Cole. It's just they're just the voices of this generation. Um, they would de- uh, they would definitely call out that it's Bull Nakana, and um, I think that's the image of like her walking down to the ring getting into the ring and then her and Charlotte just like, it's like the, uh, what's the, who is it? It's, I think it's like, I think it's stone cold and the rock or maybe it's the rock and Hogan that just stare down like that image of the two of them would be really, really iconic, which would be cool to see. Yeah. That that's the, it's such a cool look. I love it. It's so unique too, which is great. Um, but yeah, you could have that. And then easily the next, easily the week after, they would probably put together like a huge um, like video package highlighting all of her accomplishments, um, mm-hmm. showing off like her moves and everything, just to then remind everybody like who this woman is, what she's done, and why she is a badass. <laughs> Anthony, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm bouncing a pencil on Bolacano's head. I'm so sorry, audio listener. <laughs> All right, so so okay, so the stage is set that backlash uh, is going to be yeah. Charlotte and Carmella with special guest referee Bolacata. Exactly. Um, I didn't look how exactly this match would go on May sixth, but the way it ends up is Bonacana screws uh, Charlotte out of the title. Carmella wins. And then after the match, uh, Bonacano does her finishing diving guillotine leg drop off the top rope and hits Charlotte. And uh, just to sell that impact of that move. That is a combination of words for a finisher. I don't think I'd ever think thought I would hear together. Hold on a second. Diving guillotine leg drop. Leg wow. Drop. That's amazing. It's pretty I... devastating when you see her do it because she gets quite a bit of height on that uh, off the top rope. That's crazy. I want to see, see this. Ca- carry on, Frank, as I uh, look this up. I'll, I'll be like, oh, in the middle of you like saying something <laughs> important, I bet. <laughs> uh, but, but, okay, but, but uh, I guess go into deeper like, okay, so how does she screw her? Is it like, uh, is it, is it the classic sort of WWE thing of like um, in the match, like uh, maybe Charlotte is about to go for a pin and like, like, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of decided um, like who is the heel and who's the face in this situation? Or is it kind of just like gray area of like these two, just like one just wants to prove they're better than the other. It's it's kind of at this point Charlotte would be the face, mm. but it's still more in that gray area, right? Okay. So because then, with, coming into this 
coming into this match, Ric Flair and Charlotte, they would hype up the whole thing like, no, we want this to be fair then. You don't yeah. like not us over. And then uh, um, Fujinami there would be like, no, no, we, we do everything fairly. We believe in true sportsmanship, right? Where you see that match happen. And then at a certain point when, like you said, Charlotte's about to really grasp and win the, the belt, uh, win the retain her title. That's when Bull Nakano is just like the whole like one, two. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. Where's, right? where's oh. three? And then she stands up, gets in her face, put like maybe it's maybe there's a put, maybe like she pushes Bull and then she turns around, pushes her back, and then like kind of like goes into the corner, like come goes in the corner, comes back. Uh, and and then that's where like Carmella like super kicks. Uh, yeah. her and then it's one two three Carmelo becomes the champion Yeah, and then, and then after Bolucano gets on the top rope and freaking launches herself it just does that <laughs> leg drop woo <laughs> woo hey a top rope leg drop is that that's not that's no joke that's awesome that's yeah. true does anybody even have a top rope leg drop in their moveset anymore Fandango Oh right, Fandango! Yeah, <laughs> uh, widely uh, known to be inspired by Bull Meccano. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so uh, okay. Bull Meccano screws Charlotte out of the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, I don't have much between May sixth to because then we go to June seventeenth, twenty eighteen. Money in the bank. Mm. Uh, Right. Asuka wins the eight-woman Money in the Bank ladder match with the help of Bull Nakano. Because I figured at this point, this, this okay, this is like sideline story-wise. Uh, Fujinami created a whole stable of Japanese wrestlers. Oh, we Ooh. love stables here. Him, Asuka, Shinsuke Nakamura, so far. That's, so that's that little stable. That's like pretty badass. Bring up yeah. Kairi Sane. Yeah, bring up Kyrie saying and, well, and oh, why not? Oh, that'd be Eels around, right? Uh, well, not? we'll get there. We'll get Ooh. there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, That's cool. I, lo- I love that. That's awesome. So Charlotte ulti- gets her- ultimate floating head right now. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hey, it's the N sixty four wwf attitude or what what game was it where they actually had head as a playable character oh Oh, yeah i know you're talking about i don't know exactly which one right (laughs) yeah it was literally just a head (laughs) okay so okay so this stable that's awesome so it's the stable so so that's why asuka uh wins that because uh bull nakano interferes for her to win and then right. at the same pay-per-view, Charlotte gets a rematch against Carmella. Charlotte loses again because of uh, Bonacano's interference. Just coming in, just wrecking Charlotte's life. Wreck yeah. everything and leave Bonacano. Exactly. My, my whole goal with the feud, I don't know if you guys remember, but back then, feuds used to be where, okay, if it's these two wrestlers, they don't really put them in any kind of matches until the big payoff. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, it's, it's like it's together, int- right? Yeah. 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 Even if it was like a tag team. No. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's tr- depending on the feud, it's really more impactful where if you kind of just like let it seethe and let it build and let it grow where it just finally comes to the point where it's like, I need to fight you. Uh, kind of like, um, yeah. Kind of like the Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey feud, where they didn't really have any match. I think the only other, I think the only matches at all that were in, in and around there was like there was the Evolution Last Woman Standing match. Um, there was the Survivor Series match between Ronda and Charlotte. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but like. But they let that build for months and months and months until WrestleMania. So, but I like the idea of like Bull Nakano just like coming in, like just 
just to screw with Charlotte. And it, Charlotte probably would just be like, I want to match with her. And whoever's in authority is, is uh, it could be a thing where they keep going back to, um, uh, back to, I always, I need to pull up the name so I don't mispronounce it, Fujinami. They go back to him and they're like, Charlotte wants a match with Bonacano. Can we make this happen? And he and just as like a bit of comedy is like, oh, let me read the contract. Mm, I'm not really happy with this. I'm not really happy with this stipulation. I'm not really happy with this uh, this wording. It just keeps getting dragged on and on and on. <laughs> I'm actually looking for uh, Japanese counsel because I don't trust these American lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh. this contract drawn up in Japanese and English, please. What's his name? They could bring him back. Remember when Kai and Tai was more than just Takamichi no Clue and Funaki? Oh, oh yeah. Um, and he's the one that's yes. the famous line of Valvinus, I choppy choppy you pee pee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they could bring uh, him un- back. Unfortunate time in WWE booking. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> It's uh, oh, uh Lord. yeah. I don't. I don't I'm remember. Fading, I'm fading away from it. I'm just like, it's like uh, that's so funny. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll continue on then. Uh, that way you can come back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oscar's back. Money in the Bank winner. Oscar's Money in the Bank. Charlotte loses again at uh, the pay per view there. Uh, and then we go to August 19, 2018, which is Summer SummerSlam. Uh, Charlotte finally defeats Carmella and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match to be crowned the new WWE SmackDown's Women's Championship. So she finally gets her belt back after being screwed out so many times. We'll, we'll send this off as like nothing happens to her. It's a great victory. She can be like, I'm still the queen sort of thing. I'm still mm-hmm. a flair, all that stuff. Then the following SmackDown, Charlotte announces that with her winning the title, she is also going to enter the 2018 May Young Classic. Just then, oh, you were gonna say, wait, wait, what? Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Waiting- can you please can you please read that back one more time? <laughs> with her winning the title because she's the queen and because she's the the, the greatest wrestler. She's going to enter the 2018 May Young Classic. Is that May Young Classic 1 or May one. Young Classic? Uh, Wait, was it one? No, sorry. It's, it's the second one. Okay. Okay. All one. right. So she's, she enters it, but if she, what happens if she wins? Well, we'll get there. Hold oh, on. Hold my on. God. Hold on. Okay. Oh, I just, okay. I just want to pull up. So this is 2018 because I just want to make sure I know who was who was there and who was. As Anthony kind of alluded to who was in that yeah, tournament. No, I I I I know who oh. wins. I know who wins. I just want to see who's who else is I'm in it. Away again. <laughs> right. Okay. I remember this one. Oh, there was some. This was a very good tournament. I remember that because there's a lot of crazy names in here. Mercedes mm-hmm. Martinez, uh, Lacey Lane, uh, Tay Conti, Tony Storm, obviously. This um, is where we got the, Mia the newest. Yim. Yeah, the newest. Uh, I don't want to say addition. Oh, uh, Tegan Knox. Oh, right, Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Casey Kedzar. Yeah. Oh my God, that was such a good tournament. Yeah. Jeez. Wait, so is this one or two? two? This is one, right? This is, this is two. One. It's 2018. Yeah. Also, oh, this is too right. Is there, right. So she can be added to the stable. Okay, that Two, works out. 2017 was um, jeez. Oh, 2017 was uh, why am I forgetting Kyrie her Sane. name? Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler and Kyrie Sane. Was Kyrie Sane? Kyrie Sane won yeah. t- 2017. Yeah, yeah. 2018 yeah. was the genius of the sky. So. But that was a that was a crazy tournament. Charlotte entering into that. Ooh, imagine this. Imagine like Charlotte's in the tournament and she faces Rhea Ripley and like beats Rhea Ripley. And then like that leads to like two years later when they face each other at WrestleMania and because and all and yeah, that'd be that'd make this even is, better. This is still like this is still like uh like nice Rhea Ripley, like like face, yeah. no. like Oh no, oh, no. Oh this this no, is yeah. her newest 
Oh, oh, this is this is this is mean Rhea Ripley. This is yes. like uh this no, is she, studs Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, she was in she was in the 2017 Mayon Classic as like nice what Rhea she, Ripley. What she thought she should have been wrestling as, and then she came back the next year as like the Rhea Ripley that we know and love. Yes. And she yes. lost to um she she that was that was where um unfortunately Tegan Ox got injured. Um, oh yeah, yeah, where she like where her her leg blew up again, like, and it was like yeah, the big comeback because that she got injured the year before or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, uh, yes. Rhea Rhea lost to Io in that tournament in the f- final Se- in the semifinal. Ah, uh, what was the final again? Remind me before we, we. I mean, I know we're getting sidetracked, but, but it was remind Tony me one, one? T- one time. It was Tony Storm versus Io Shirai, and Tony won. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's okay. why right that's why right now, currently in NXT, Tony and EO are going against each other and Tony's using the fact that uh EO has never pinned her specifically as to why right. she should get a title shot. So because they harken back to the Mayon Classic where she beat EO. So um okay. yeah. And That'd here we crazy. are in the Mayon Classic. Charlotte going back to the Mayon Classic twenty eighteen. Uh, like there's mm-hmm. so many little things that you could have there, but like that would be crazy where it one, it would be such a cool like the first thing that comes to my head is the fact that like m- the Mayon Classic is an, an amazing tournament. I love it and I wish that they would bring it back and I hope they bring it back this year. Um I know it's just hard with uh, travel restrictions br- bringing people and in things, yeah. from other countries, but like uh if this was 2018 and Charlotte went into it, it would make it so much more like grand and hyped up where it would get mm. way more eyes on it. So that'd be pretty cool. So then, yeah, okay. So, sh- so Charlotte enters the Mayon classic. So Charlotte, Charlotte enters. And then during her celebration here on SmackDown, Bo Nakano ruins the celebration and hits the diving uh, guillotine leg drop. As she does, Asuka comes in, cashes in her money in the bank. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The whole time we're sitting here going, oh, she's going to go in there. She's going to be the women's champion, all this stuff. And Frank's just like, well, you guys don't know, but I'm about to screw everything. Up. Yeah. That's pretty funny, actually. Uh, that, that's, My oh. God. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense because if the if the whole story is that like they're this stable and they're um, working with each other, then it's you know, yeah, she won back her title. Uh, it's very sharp. It's a very Charlotte Flair, Flair thing to do, where you know she's in that kind of echelon, especially now of like Randy Orton thing, where it's like we'll just give them the title. It doesn't matter how long they hold it on to, uh, yeah, hold yeah. on to it. You know, she holds on to it for. Our, less than a week loses it and then everybody goes yes asuka won even though she's kind of being yeah. like heelish at this time but like it's but everybody would be excited that asuka won it, no matter what happened yeah right okay all right <laughs> amazing amazing i'm sports entertained right now perfect uh so then charlotte has been doing well in the may young classic she makes it to the semifinals semifinals on october 24th and faces Io Shirai. So, during the match, Charlotte is, you know, they're having a fantastic match. match. Then Charlotte falls victim to the dreaded, uh-oh, we hear Bull McConnell's music. So she turns around to face the entrance. Oh. But then Io Shirai gets the whole schoolboy on her pins, and then Io Shirai wins and goes on into the finals. Then Bull McConnell comes out, and Charlotte can no longer take Nakano anymore. So she points at Nakano and says, you and me. And then she Charlotte points, because WWE loves their pointing, points at the Evolution pay-per-view sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was what was happening at the time. Yeah. That's and great. Then, oh, wait. Wasn't the... I need to double check this. Wasn't the final for the Mayon Classic at Evolution? Yeah, it was. Evolution. Yeah, yeah, it was at Evolution, right? So, yeah, so because Io Shirai run, then she would have faced Tony Storm at Evolution, leaving Charlotte Flair open to face whoever. Where mm. you mentioned before, they had the famous last man, last woman standing match between Charlotte and Becky. But this time on October 28th, 2018, at Evolution, it's Bull Nakano versus Charlotte Flair, 
Last woman standing match. Nothing on the line but pride. Oh. And this is where Charlotte finally gets her revenge and wins the match. What? So my one thing about the whole about the whole build, I guess, yeah. is um, do we never see Bull Nakano have a match before this? <laughs> I'm well. There's a whole bunch of like. I just went pay per view for pay per view after yeah, yeah. the whole setup. So I'm sure there's like matches on SmackDown. Honestly, uh, but she never faces Charlotte during that time. Right. Honestly, I kind of am okay with the idea of like I kind of miss where um, I'm trying to remember where it was done recently. Um, because now it's just very it's very like common now where it's like. Okay, clearly this is going to be the person that faces this person at a certain point or or whatever. Like, it's clear that this is the rivalry going on. But then let's just throw this person in a match to show how, like, big and bad they are, which you could do. You could have someone in a squash match against Bull Nakano. Um, mm -hmm. But, I don't know, I also kind of love the idea of, like, that she just never has a match until this moment uh, in in this sort of fantasy world where, like, you don't really need to have like random little matches to help build something. It just builds because it's a compelling story. Um, right. It, it would be cool that she doesn't have a single match and then comes into this and just destroys Charlotte. But like Charlotte manages to come over, overcome it. But like it just it mm -hmm. goes to show like just based off of like the video packages and the and 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 whatever that they show of like. Bonacano's like past accomplishments or past matches that you know that she can go, that she can uh, dominate. And I think it would be really cool if it's just like, no, she doesn't have a single match until this match. And then like she steps in and just overwhelms Charlotte. But then like Charlotte manages just to get ahead of it um, to like to come out in the end and win. But yeah, and since it's a last man standing match and there's the stable. You know, uh, Asuka might come and interfere, or Kyrie Sane, or uh, Io Shirai, but then Charlotte also like manages to overcome those those obstacles as well. Right, because faces cannot have friends. If right. somebody is beating up on a face, they have to do it to overcome it by themselves. Because That's even so though bad. you're a good person, nobody is allowed to come help you. No matter how outnumbered you are. <laughs> That's what we've learned uh, over uh, the years of wrestling and, of course, uh, over these episodes of booking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not allowed to have friends. Yeah. If you're a face, you're not allowed to have friends. No one, <laughs> no one comes out and helps you against the five people that are beating the crap out of you. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the heels can all unite, they can create a stable despite their differences. Actually, uh, only because it's fresh in my mind now. So yesterday, uh, Bobby Lashley won the title and was destroying The Miz. But if you watch on the outside, somebody actually, I forget which wrestler, but oh, they asked John yeah. Morrison, like, aren't you going to go in there? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 when you get into uh, uh, chicken shit heel territory where it's like, yeah. aren't you going to go do something? No, I don't want to get I don't wanna get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is obviously a huge tangent from the booking of the episode, but do you think that now that sets up a feud between Morrison and Miz because he didn't come help him? Nah. I hope so. I and it breaks up their their rap duo. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, and have Morrison team up with his wife now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Taya. She's she's arriving. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what her um, WWE name is going to be, but I it assume does. it's going to be pretty terrible. <laughs> no, she she's she's still a tie of Valkyrie. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She oh, was big. God. She was she was big enough where they just kept her her name. Um, well, like Eli Drake wasn't big enough. I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe I'm just an Eli Drake Homer, and I think L.A. Knight is a dumb name. Okay, yeah. Eli Drake is a way you better know. name. But like they they changed Priscilla Kelly's name. Yeah, to to something yeah. Gigi weird. Dolan. 
Yeah, yeah. But I, Priscilla I heard Kelly that, like, a better name. But. The Priscilla, I heard that Priscilla Kelly like picked that name specifically, so I'm like, okay. I'm less mad about it. But it's like, look at MSK. Like, those guys have dumb names now. <laughs> like, it's it, you know, oh my god. Yeah. Oh well. But I don't. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's like some sort of deal thing where it comes in and it's like, if if they want you enough, like where they're, where it's the point of like, I want to keep my name and they make it a part of their contract or something. But like when they did their recent, like here's, um, here's, you know, our latest signings to the performance center. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they announced, they said, uh, Ty Valkyrie and had her name there. They like, just like they had Parker Boudreaux. They had his name there. They didn't rename him. So they they might, I really hope not. It's it's a good name. Just it's a great name. So, oh um, wow, it's his debut of the hottest free agent, Ron James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the, the comedian? No, Ron, Ron James. <laughs> well, just call him Ron when he gets to the main roster. Oh my God, what's Ron doing on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, that's uh, my uh, my tangent on, on, on names. Um, Love it. So, but, but the mat, a last woman standing match between Charlotte Flair and Bull Nakano. Like, I after this, I'm definitely going to need to go watch like a classic Bull Nakano match because mm-hmm. I just it's it's hard because I I remember seeing her. I remember like really early on seeing a, some of her stuff and probably in maybe like a highlight reel or something, but I just don't know exactly what her like move set is, but I know that I know that it is like hard hitting and, and it's that classic like eighties sort of um, it's interesting. Eighties, eighties women's wrestling was like, it went from like, you know, very classic esque wrestling to mm-hmm. then hard hitting to then the nineties where that you do is, you know, you kind of had like some women that would do stuff and a lot of women that didn't do stuff to now where it's like actually back to like the, like real wrestling, hard hitting, like, um, wow. How, how egregious of you, Marty, to skip over the divas era. <laughs> Charlotte Flair was a divas. Cha- was she a divas champion? She, yes, was. she was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Yeah, when she, when when the when the four horsewomen first got called up, um, yeah, Charlotte became Divas champion. Um, and it's funny it's you the look end back of the Divas era. Yeah. You, well, you, well, you look back and you're like, and it's actually you, Charlotte was there, Becky was there, um, Sasha was there, um, but it was I think it was just because they came up and everybody was like. Well, why aren't you having them do what they've been doing on NXT? <laughs> right. That's what we want. Give Divas that's, a that's chance. That's everybody. That's everybody coming up from NXT. Well, yeah, like, but yeah. why don't you just do what you were doing? That was cool. <laughs> but let's take away their first imagine. name and put them in a skirt. <laughs> Keith Lee. But I, but, <laughs> but I can imagine their match being, especially being a last woman standing, like rough. Uh, hard hitting, just nothing, holding nothing back. I mean, it's one of my favorite things that there's a lot of wrestlers now who are like, uh, they know their limits of what they can do and what they can take. And so, and I was explaining this to my dad actually when we were watching, um, last night. Um, this will come out a week. Uh, a little bit later than when we're recording it, but uh, the Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus match where they look like they're beating the crap out of each other. And I was explaining like, well, yeah, because in real life, they're really good friends. So they know what they can do and they are much more comfortable with like giving each other stiff shots and mm-hmm. and 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 put and trying to make it look more realistic. And and that's what's great about a lot of the women in the division, specifically like Becky and Charlotte and like there's the whole story of that when it was Charlotte versus Rhonda at Survivor Series Rhonda told Charlotte like really hit me with a kendo stick like I want marks on my back I want I want to take the hits because I want to a know what it's like and I want to prove to everybody that I can hang and so or then you have uh 
Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, where they they literally go out to hurt hurt each other. Uh, but it's because each they're, other. they're best friends and they 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 tell production like trust us. We're going to do some messed up stuff to each other, but it's OK because we trust each other. And we know what we can do. So I would hope it would be a match like that. That would just be like to quote Jr. a slobber knocker. Uh, <laughs> but then like just such a classic, just like two people uh, taking each other to the limit. I also want to see like uh, a really awesome spot of like Bull Nakano and Charlotte exchanging woo chops. Like <laughs> it's just like Charlotte would hit a huge woo chop and and be like, woo. And then Bull Nakano would just no sell it and then hit Charlotte with a chop and then mock her by also doing a woo. <laughs> That would be so great. No, something I also thought of that would be crazy to see is like um, the stable that you put together, Frank, is so awesome. And if Kyrie Sane's involved, like imagine Kyrie Sane teaming with Bull Makano and their like final spot being like, you know how the Usos do like a synchronized splash together? Imagine yeah. like a leg drop and the fly, the insane elbow all like coming oh. towards a person at the same time. Like it was obviously incredibly dangerous, but yeah. it would look so, so, so cool. Yeah. You could add, oh, yeah. uh, uh, eventually, if Bull Nakano sticks around and you have a, um, you have like a six person tag match or something, you have uh, Bull Nakano, Kairi Sane, and Io Shirai. And at the same, and then it's like Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Bailey or someone, and all three of them at the same time. Leg drop, flying elbow, and then uh, moon salt. <laughs> yeah, just finish your spam. <laughs> well, Mark, add, add on to what you said. If you had Asuka to the three women there, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, and Bon Nakano, you can have them against the four horsewomen uh, by just oh. oh. Right? That'd be crazy. Yeah. Now let's just book like a future is exploding. Let's, let's book like a future war games match where it's <laughs> the four horse women oh. of the WWE versus the women of Japan. Oh, yeah, the Joshi. Crazy. Oh, that would be Although so sick. Thing, Holy the shit. The one thing I hope they wouldn't do cuz if WWE did this, they would use the genetic genetic generic, not genetic, generic, generic uh <laughs> entrance song, song that they do with every Japanese wrestler which they call the Orient Express theme song. Oh, so dumb. It's, it's like really, that's why I said when Bold McConnell comes out, she comes out to her age, uh, AJW theme song and not that WWE. Yeah. Song. Stop that WWE. And hopefully they would just generic themes for people who are not American. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that would, that'd be such a, a good match. And so, yeah. So then I guess to finish it off. So Charlotte comes on top what would be the the like final moment that gets her to have the 10 count do you think um 10 count yeah, What's the last one the standing last oh yeah right i was like <laughs> wait a second how many matches are we having well uh, because you want to you want to keep bonacano strong in the sense if you're going to continue like the the japanese stable going on so what i i would have done is I would have had Charlotte put her in a finger eight and then because you know they've been brutalizing each other throughout the match, Bull McConnell just passes out from the pain. Oh. The emotion. Yeah. And you can see her stablemates like being like, no. Yeah. No. And fading away, <laughs> losing their bodies. Ah! Um that's amazing. That oh such emotion and tension in that spot. Um oh my gosh. That'd be cool. Sports That'd be really cool. Entertained. Yeah. Very yeah. sports entertained. That's aw- that's a great that's a great view. That's a great build. That'd be really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that it even nowadays, even if it's not Charlotte, I think that having a legend come they have legends come back every once in a while. I think right now in the WWE especially, they could really like do something uh with bringing back like a legend and getting into like a, a serious feud. So I'm, I'm always down for that, especially with the, especially with the women's wrestlers. 
Yeah, I think Victoria is at that stage where you can bring her back and she can still have a good match because there's a lot of, you know, they build up so many injuries over time. Yeah. So Victoria is at that stage. If we're just talking about the women's side, Victoria is yeah. at that stage where you can still have a good match. She can still put on a good match. Uh, the only downfall, which I kind of hate during this time, is there's no uh, really, there's not really an audience there. Yeah. So like, when she came out in the Royal Rumble, I guarantee you there would have been a bigger pop than what the WWE 2K20 sound effects were. <laughs> yeah. Also, like if she yeah. got her original theme song too, the tattoo, all the things the she tattoo. said, like yeah, she she like did the same like synced up movements and stuff. You can see my body is fading as I'm doing it, but like she did like the hair flip and stuff, and it like synced like perfectly like somebody edited the original theme underneath it and she like still like has it perfect and it, and like seeing her in the rumble was so impressive i, I love yeah. victoria yeah yeah so but yeah uh that was a great build great dream match i loved it um let us know audience uh how you would have booked a charlotte versus volnacano uh feud or you know what uh what WWE or even just wrestling uh, female legend do you want to see show up in uh, in today's wrestling uh, era to make their return uh, for a new feud? Um, so then we move on to our question of the week. And Ooh. this week's question uh, is going to be interesting because I'm, I'm interested to hear what answers you guys have. If you want to leave us a question, uh, please feel free to submit questions on our social media, or you can always go to our website, unknownerafilms.com slash book events, where you can submit questions anytime. Uh, and also the website is where we have all our match recommendations. Uh, it's where all the episodes are. So you can go listen or watch, check it out. This week's question is if you were to swap to any two wrestlers from AEW and WWE, who would you swap? Oh, oh my God! Just to confirm, who would I swap, or who would the WWE swapped? And no, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a fantasy booking thing, or like, is it reasonable, or am I just like, oh, I just want to do this because it'd be fun? No, it's just you. It's whatever you want it, to. It's whoever you think should be on the opposite show, um, and just for fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I think I would go with. It's hard because it's like you initially think who's being underutilized on both shows that then should be swapped. It's hard to say who's mm. being underutilized on AEW because everybody's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's because we are we are very biased. We love AEW. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I the wrestling would. figures aren't in store here. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I know that sucks. I really, I really want a, a AEW championship belt, so I might just have to bite the bullet. I would go. I would go Finn Balor. Have him show up on a on AEW, and then from AEW, I would go with. <laughs> no, no, no! I I almost I almost said one name, but no, I'm not gonna go with that. Let's go with um. Let's go with Lance Archer. Oh, because yeah. Lance, Lance Archer is definitely a character that could be a WWE personality just with the whole murder hawk sort of uh, it, it's kind of, you know, it's in that vein of like the carrying crosses, the um, that sort of like big uh, monstrous person that's like hard overcome like yeah it, it's it's in that vein so i think that fits wwe pretty well finn balor and aw is just because then you can go back to the whole prince devitt sort of thing you can play fast and loose mm -hmm. with the whole bullet club stuff and that'd just be super interesting especially with what they're doing right now with um with the interactions between aw and impact and uh the the fun sort of little jabs that are happening between the current bullet club and, and the, the good brothers and Kenny Omega. So that's what I would do. Nice. What about you, Frank? I'm still um, thinking I need to percolate. You said, you said two, right, Martin, not just one. 
Well, I got one one from each. One from each. Uh, so to what I who I'd bring into NXT would be Jungle Boy. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he would fit more on NXT as opposed to Raw or SmackDown. Let him get mm-hmm. seasoned there, and then once he's seasoned, moved up. Uh, and then to AEW, I would probably only because he fits the AEW, I'd say mold, so to speak, would be Ricochet. Oh yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, hey, Ricochet would be really awesome. Oh, Ricochet versus Darby yeah. Allen would be good. Yeah, Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet versus, versus. Yeah, yeah, Ricochet versus Pac in AEW. Like, I'm sure. I oh, wait. Have Neville? Did Neville ever re- wrestle Ricochet? No. No. Oh, I mean, maybe on go. the in- That's maybe one. on the Indies. I don't know, but on in WWE, yeah. no. Uh, Ricochet wasn't there by the time that uh, Neville left. So, right. That'd be great. That's dope. Jungle okay. Boy and Jungle Boy and NXT. Yeah, because I, I, I think like they would probably they'd probably dig into the 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 gimmick way harder than they do on a on yeah. in AEW, um, which would be mm-hmm. interesting. Even just like the team of Jurassic Express would be funny to see in in NXT because again, like they would just totally dive into the gimmick of right. yeah, yeah, he thinks he's a dinosaur and he's <laughs> he's Tarzan basically. So ooh. <laughs> it'd be funny. I think okay, I think I know what I'm gonna do. I am going to send Thunder Rosa to NXT. Oh, that'd be unfortunately. great. Like, but I think like she would be really, really amazing. Like, Oh yeah, no, totally. Hands down. Like she could, she could dominate in that division, even though the division already like arguably is the best women's division in all of pro wrestling right now in NXT. Um, but with Rosa, that's like, that'd be even crazier. And then I guess I'd have to send somebody to AEW. I just saw, I'm just wondering like who exactly would have the most benefit from like, you know, being thrust into a who, you know, who, bigger role. What woman from NXT or WWE do you think would like like just bring up the women's division in AEW the most? That's really tough. That's really really a tough thing because there's a lot of great workers, but then I'm like, am I taking away too much from the NXT women's division if I make a move like that? Like Raquel, probably. Right? Like, do like Raquel, is there like really like a the a super intimidating bruiser like outside of Nyla Rose, like in AEW's women's no, division? Not really. Like there isn't like no. there isn't like a giant or like a, a super dominating force aside from Nyla. So if if you're taking away like somebody as awesome as Thunder Rosa, I'd like throw throw Raquel in there. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. It would be it'd be crazy. She would run through everybody. Raquel versus <laughs> Serena D would be dope. Yeah. That'd be Even a good Raquel match. versus like versus Sheeta would be would be crazy. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. And I think like if you make her the face of the division or you like put the belt on her when she comes over. Like that's a that's that's money right there. Mm. And Rosa, whoo, Rosa versus a lot of people like Rosa versus Dakota Kai in NXT. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Just great, great matches. Yes, all right, sweet. There we go. That's mine. Um, let us know online. Uh, if you were to switch two wrestlers from AEW, uh, WWE, NXT, uh, which two wrestlers would you want to swap places? Um, and to close off the episode, we have our match recommendation. So, Frank, since you're our special guest, uh, tell us a match that you think the audience should go and watch and check out. Um, your favorite match, a match that you think deserves a lot more attention. All right. This one was hard because there's a whole bunch of matches to choose from and a whole bunch of different styles. But the one that never gets talked about, and I remember this watching it for the first time and being amazed by this match. So I'm going to say this one. Uh, it's Edge versus Eddie Guerrero, no PQ match from SmackDown in 2002. That's a, that's, a, that's a television match, a television match. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it was hilarious because the week before Eddie Guerrero's, uh, the whole feud's based on uh, Eddie Guerrero saying, I'm going to 
unpretty your face edge because you think you're so pretty. So he tries to <laughs> uh, ruin his face that week. And then the next week he tries to bust his ribs. But I think that was the match that really put Guerrero on um, everybody's minds in WWE because he came in with people booing him. And then at the end of the match, which I don't think you will find on any YouTube clips, but I remember at the end of the match, uh, Edge celebrated, he left, and then Eddie Guerrero got a standing ovation, even though he was the Ooh. heel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, and that's I, like, yeah, that's amazing. That is like the pinnacle of like when uh, I first started getting into wrestling uh, in the like mid 2000s. Uh, you know, you had the SmackDown Six, and they just ran the show, um, and they were, easily like some of the best wrestlers uh, they were the best wrestlers on tv and they were why like at the time like the difference but in the ruthless aggression era you have like you know there's stuff happening on raw and it's okay and sometimes it gets really wacky and weird and then you just go to smackdown and you have just great great matches so at, at the time i think Heyman was running it and mm -hmm. uh Vince was like okay Heyman, you just do your thing there because i'm gonna focus on raw and that's how we got like Edge to become who he is today, and Eddie Guerrero, and I think Benoit. Benoit was nice. Benoit on the show, uh, but I think that's like that is yeah. Good there, um, shit. The the <laughs> other um, the other SmackDown six were uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, uh, Chavo Guerrero was, mm -hmm. was. I don't think he was officially a SmackDown Six, but he was a. He was. He was the cruiserweight division. Um yeah. and then, oh, Kurt Angle, and then eventually Undertaker when he returned and he, he returned, basically he took over SmackDown, and that's then why it became one of the best shows. But there we go. <laughs> so Edge versus Eddie, great combination. Great two thousand two No DQ SmackDown. SmackDown. Nice. Well, and thank it was, you. It was at the time where it was still when they went to commercial, they were doing something amazing, and when they came back, they were still doing something amazing, as opposed to <laughs> let me put you in a headlock and hold it Rest there. Rest back. Yeah. <laughs> Rest holds. Well, thank you, Frank, for coming onto the show and uh, giving us a really cool dream match to talk about. Hmm. Well, thank you guys for having me on, and I'm glad it was entertaining. Yeah. Yes. Um, thank you, you. Thank you for preparing with your with your notes. Yeah. You're, your, you've become, you've come in the most one of the most prepared <laughs> guests we've had. So. Yeah. We don't um, even prepare that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want people to follow you or check you out online, where should they go? Uh, the best place to see my face. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at the Frank the Frank, and then uh, yeah, you can. There's my website link there, so people can check my stuff out there perfect yeah. um yeah if if you've enjoyed what we do here on book events please check us out on all podcast platforms um again you can see all the other episodes on our youtube channel if you want to watch them or on the website um you can of course follow everything that we do here at unknown air films by checking us out online at ue underscore films uh you can follow myself online at barton underscore minute and you can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and until next time, please be safe out there. Go watch some wrestling and uh, we'll catch you real soon. Bye bye. My body Anthony, disappears as Anthony I'm doing too just, sweet. Anthony, you disappear. Just, just, just. Uh... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Damn it. I reappeared. <laughs> What a dumb bit. <laughs> <laughs>